0: Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers have just gotten down to their beds because we did rope burn tonight. The sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pores over those blue sheets to see what happened today. This is your Blue Sheet Report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, the weather today was awesome again. It was hot. It was sunny. It was 85, maybe even 86. We had lots and lots and lots of water warnings. Lots of folks. We are making lots of folks drink lots of water at every meal. Literally, I I find myself turning into the water bully. You got to drink more. Two more of those. This whole table, make this pitcher disappear, that kind of thing. Uh, and the funny thing is is that the kids can't talk during meals. They're silent meals. It's part of the tradition. So they got to ask for water and say thank you in sign language, which almost none of them know. So that's happening. Today was day two of Color War 34, and it was just a great one. 7.15 was Reveille. That's our trumpet call that starts off the day. It's actually supposed to be a bugle, but you know what I mean. 7.30, the teams reported to the assembly areas. And then 7.45, every single member of both teams marched up to the flagpole. A gray... Legion and a, a blue legion coming up for breakfast at 7:50 was the staff activity pentathlon tic tac toe which sounds boring but it's totally not imagine a massive game of tic tac toe like as big as the living room you're in uh, and then there is you know a team a six or seven person team and they have to run forward and place one of the markers and then the other team has to run forward and place the next marker marker but you got to go back and tag your buddy before they can place the next marker and so it's effectively a race which is also a strategy game. If I had known that that could make tic-tac-toe so much more interesting, I would have started playing you know, this tic-tac-toe when I was a kid because you know, it's kind of a boring game. But not at Camp Covacy. Then Silent Breakfast. Great team started inside today. And then 8.30. Brains Over Brawn, also known as a Bob, B-O-B. Shakespeare. Two staff and two campers. Could you name as many of the Shakespeare plays as you can? My two favorites are Measure for Measure and Titus Andronicus. Although... Well, Titus andronicus can be a little gnarly in places. Okay, 9.15, inspection. All the campers have to be next to their bed. They are inspected for personal hygiene. We can't have the wheels coming off the wagon just because it's color war. And, of course, their bed is inspected. And uh, those teams, those scores, excuse me, are are, uh, aggregated. And then that is part of the score. We even make hygiene a competition here at Camp Cravicey for boys. 9.30, round four. Groups two and three had a track meet at the upper field. Groups 5, excuse me, 4, 5, and 6 had a swim meet down at the waterfront, obviously. And groups 7 and 8 played awesome ball. Group 9 had football, and group 10 had cross country. The, the points go up a little bit. There's like little variances in points. So for instance, football is worth 10 points, awesome ball is worth 20, but there's two groups in there, so they are actually 10 each. And then at any of the 10, group 10 games are worth 15 points. So the older the kids are, the bigger the point totals per contest. But remember, these scores are often very close. So even if you are a second grader, what you do matters. 11 o'clock, round five. Groups two and three, swim meet, actual score. And four, five, and six, a track meet. So they switched. And then group seven had soccer. Group eight had tennis. Both of those were 10 points. And group nine had softball, 10 points. And of course, group 10 had climbing, archery, and darts. And in honor of Tom Donahue, our athletic director, who is from Boston, Sometimes that's called Dats. 12:45, the teams march up to the flagpole, and 12:50, the human chain relay. 11 o'clock, nope. 1 o'clock, lunch, and 1:45, the spelling bee. There's a staff member here named John Carlo. Goes to Bowden, and he is so good at spelling. He ended up in the finals with a kid from his own team, Daniel Astarkov, who's also so good at spelling. And they went back and forth, even though the team had already won. And finally, John Collar won, which makes him a three-time spelling bee champion, including during our staff orientation, when he just marched right through everybody and won. Also, Daniel Aserkoff got second place two years ago and misspelled the word succotash, which he can now spit out uh, whenever you ask him. Not the actual succotash. That would be gross. The word, succotash. He knows how to spell it and compulsively does so. Make sure you don't make the same mistake twice. Okay. Spelling Bee and then team time. Rovers in the bunks. Got a little rest hour for the little guys. Three o'clock, we had round six, uh, and that was for group two, tennis, one point per match. Group three had basketball on eight foot baskets. Group four had softball. Group five had handball. Group six had basketball. And then everybody above that had a gigantic swim meet. Then there was more team time. Everyone up to the flagpole And then there was a bob in the grove. It's called So You Think You Know Baseball. And here's the question for all the folks back home. There are a certain number of ways that a batter can achieve first base. How many and what are they? If you send me an email, I will respond to this email with the answer and how close you got to the aggregate answer that the teams came up with. I'll repeat the question again. If you're a batter on first base, well, if you're on a batter at home plate and you're batting, there are a certain number of ways to get all the way to first base. What are they and how many are they? I'll give you a hint. It's more than four. Okay. Then there was a home run derby and silent dinner and then round seven. Group two had cross country. Group three had Newcomb. Group four had basketball. Group five had soccer. Group six had climbing, archery, and dots. Uh, football was for group 7 and then group 8 was around the bases and group 9 and 10 played awesome ball which was truly awesome and then we had the rope burn which I just got back from I smell like smoke it was awesome well you're gonna hear some of the found sound at the break almost certainly I saw our awesome media specialist Sarah going around and recording it so I'm sure there's really good stuff so here comes the found sound from the rope burn We have got the fire and now we the giant we have the fire now It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Camp Cobbasy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbasy itself, and I spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's marvelous. One-on-one time with a single boy. Those times are often my favorite times, and this is what I saw today. There's... A lot of stuff that happens at Cobasi that probably in its minutiae also happens at home. For instance, people eat breakfast here, and you do that at home too. Or, you know, you take a shower here, you take a shower at home. There's some of that. Of course, you're taking a shower in a bunk uh, full of your buddies, and you're also eating breakfast at a bunk-sized table, but still it's breakfast and it's a shower. And then there's the stuff that's kind of in the middle, like um, you know, playing baseball. Sure, that happens at home, but could you play baseball and then an hour later go play football, and then an hour later go play dots? Maybe not. Maybe you could if you live somewhere super cool, but that's a little bit more in the center of the spectrum. And then on the far end of the of the other side of the spectrum, far from normal, is the stuff that only happens here. And it's, sometimes it's the huge, you know, all camp activities, and sometimes it's the little stuff like. Having a a one-on-one conversation with Lewis or Lloyd or Griff who just walk up to kids and start talking to them or lean through the window and smile at them or whatever. Those things can only happen here. And then there's the big stuff. Color War Break only happens here relative to a kid's regular life. MTV Night only happens here. Talent Show only happens here. You know, fireworks with your buddies. Maybe that could happen at home, but not 210 of your buddies. So that happens here. The Fake Break, interacting with Sachem, going up Cadillac Mountain with your your best friends. All things that only happen here. And then one of those things happened tonight. It's one of my favorite events of all, and it's called the Rope Burn. And I know a lot of other camps sometimes do rope burns for whatever reason. I think that, you know, of course I'm biased, but Kavasi's Rope Burn I think is safer and also at the same time more epic. The boys learn a lot about fire responsibility before they get going and about, you know, being deliberate in moments of, of, of uh, tribulation is the wrong word, but moments of pressure. And I would say that both fire teams this evening acquitted themselves marvelously. They were very safe. The fires were very big, but very in control. And uh, I guess it's appropriate that the Grey Dragons, who can breathe fire, ran away with this one a little bit. It was a very, very strong showing, and uh, and their fire broke some, the rope broke. The, 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 the fire broke the rope sometime around the eight-minute mark. Haven't seen the official time yet. Uh, and then the, the Blue Buccaneers, who uh, obviously, you know, a mascot not famous for its fiery nature uh, or ability to deal with fire. Well, they, they came in a little bit. They came in second. However, what you got to see was a whole bunch of kids on a hillside. We did this in the lacrosse field, uh, just on the very edge. Under a starlit sky, screaming and cheering, and the flashlights out, a natural amphitheater because of that hillside, and they are chanting and jumping up and down, and you got to see the headlamps and the flashlights and the of the fire team, and they're down on the flat area, and there's these poles with this big thick two-inch rope above the above the fire, and then there's there's nothing, and then there's a little bit of a fire build, and there's a lot of a fire build, and then it looks like a small house, and then it looks like a small house on fire, and then you're off to the races, and you're chanting, burn baby burn. If you just take a second and move back, you realize you're watching something that's going to stick in everybody's head. Maybe you all year, but maybe, maybe longer than that, certainly for the older boys. Remember when this happened, and remember when this happened. And that feels cool. It feels like you're watching this stamping of an indelible memory on somebody's... You know, somebody's... Psyche is the wrong word, but you're watching it all land, and you know it's not going to be like... I don't know, two Wednesdays after they get back from Covasee and they're having breakfast, that's probably not going to make it another ten years as a memory. But this one will. This one's going to be there for a while. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Covasee for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, everyone smelling just faintly like smoke, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Side. And silence reigns on lake and shore, gather we to sing to travel sea, as we go to our bus once more, and have the sea.